sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And boo hoodly hoo Welcome to Spooky Sundays. I'm Anne Regovich and sitting over there is... Renata Daniel. And we've got another jam-packed show for you guys. Oh, we need to say... Stop saying jam. I think we need to say an ectoplasmic-filled show for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a lovely necklace. Now, I've put that onto the Newcastle Live uh, radio Facebook group page. Mm-hmm. I want you all to go and have a guess. That's a trash and treasure. The trash, trash and treasure, yes. Mm-hmm. Go and have a look at that gorgeous necklace and tell me what magical powers that is going to give you if you happen to buy that. You've got some stories for us as well, Renata? Mm-hmm. I do, I do. I'm starting off with the news of the week. And this is actually an Australian story and it has been written by Tom Wood and the line here, it starts off by saying, residents of small Australian town terrified by mysterious creepy doll. Mm. I can understand that. Uh-huh. Many people are terrified of dolls. Yes. Uh, and this is up in North Queensland. So, yeah. Mm, we've had like, some good stories from North would Queensland. You, would you like to give us the North Queensland uh, <laughs> accent, Anne? Yeah. Here you go. And more names, Anne. All right. Okay. Now we've just... Yeah, we've lost. just alienated what, <laughs> seventh of Australia. Yep. So residents of a small town in Australia have been seriously creeped out by a haunted doll that sits on a swing near to a mangrove swamp. And I will put up a photo of this on Newcastle Live after the show. It is creepy as all hell because it just sits on the swing. All on its lonesome in the dark. What? North Queenslanders are known for being pretty damn tough, mm-hmm. but yeah. it would take a lot to rattle them because they have pretty much seen it all. However, there's something that is creeping out the locals in a small coastal town of Lucinda, a small town just 90 minutes north of Townsville. Among the mangroves along a stretch of road, there is a peculiar sight that is said to be cursed. Uh, to have, sorry, have cursed anglers at the popular fishing destination in the Hinchinbrook Channel. So they don't catch fish, so therefore they say it's cursed. Well, it's a girl doll hanging on a tree swing. She eerily, she's eerily lifelike in a dress, tights, shoes, hat, and even a tidy plait down the back of her head. It's the stuff of nightmares, and certainly the last thing you'd want to encounter late at night or early in the morning, but the people of Lucinda, North Queensland, know well enough to avoid this spooky toy. You don't go near that doll on the swing. No. I can't do it. I'm not even going to try. I've I've got a good accent coming up later in the show that you can have a crack at for me. Now, where did we visit up, up in Queensland a couple of years ago? What was the place called? Ravenswood. <laughs> Ravenswood. Hello, the gorgeous people of Ravenswood. We stayed at one of your haunted hotels and it was an experience oh, and a half. It was a great weekend that weekend. We went out to that cemetery too. Remember that? Yeah, out in the we middle had of the nowhere. Weirdest EMF readings off that grave when we were talking yep. and asking them questions. Yep. And there's no electricity out there for. Nope. There's just nothing. No, there's nothing. Literally in the middle of nowhere. And then there was the white blow. Yes. Yes, we took some white blow home. We did. We had to get permission to take the white blow home, mm-hmm. but um, that was a massive chunk of white blow. <laughs> it was. 
Now, Sorry. this is the stuff, yes, uh, yes, it's the stuff of nightmares. I've already said that. They even attribute the malevolent magic of the doll to failed fishing trips and troubles with boats, probably due to the proximity to the water. There you go, right? Yep. Right. Obviously, it's completely terrifying in the first place, but when you factor in the fact that it could also be casting evil spells, it gets even worse. The town, which is 90 miles north of Townsville, only, oh, that's where we went, Townsville. only has a population of 406, all of whom are presumably well aware of the bad luck that swirls around the mysterious swinging doll. Even the local MP has been getting in on the act. Hinchinbrook's local political representative, Nick Dametto, told the Townsville Bulletin, everyone seems to know about the doll, but nobody really wants to talk about it. Somehow, that makes it even stranger and more unnerving. According to Dametto, no one knows or is willing to own up to knowing who put the doll there. Yeah, I think that's more to it. Perhaps no one actually did. Maybe it arrived out of its own accord. Or it arrived by a UFO. Apparently, the residents of the town are all completely aware of it, but no one is willing to get too close to investigate properly. They're scared to even say hello to it. It's a doll on a swing, right. Uh, Dayometto added, everyone seems to know all about the doll, but nobody wants to talk about it. This might be pure circumstance or just modern wives' tales, but it's something I'm definitely not willing to toy with. Dayometto went on to explain how every single time he tries to ask about the doll, it always ends up raising more questions than it provides answers. He said the doll's provenance remains a local mystery. And most people living in the area are wary of digging too far into what it is doing there. Best to just skirt around and go about whatever business you've got, he says. That said, one business owner told the the sorry the same local paper the doll was placed there by a lovely local couple who just wanted to add a splash of colour to their small part of the world. Mr. Dometto also warned the girl's origins was a local mystery and said most were wary to find out. But one business owner told the Townsville Bulletin the doll had been created by a lovely local couple after a previous doll they'd made and placed on the side of the road went missing last year. Well, I mean, if you put... Isn't that the universal sign? If you put something on the side of the road or on the curb out the front of your house, that means it's up for grabs. That's true. We've got many a great score of that. We've got bookcases and chairs and somebody's groceries that's all going in and out of the house. (laughs) But look, I have to say, if you encountered this in the middle of the night or in the morning, this doll... Um, sitting on a swing. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit creepy. Yeah, but it would be extremely creepy. You, oh, I'm sorry. Do you remember on the Hunter River, you know where the Maccas is out um, at Hexham? Yes. The swamp. Do you remember the dinghy that used to be in the river there? Near no, there? No. There used to be this dinghy that was just tied up in the middle, a little tinny, a little boat. Yeah. And it was um, somehow rather moored there and... This doll or some sort of uh, thing would appear in this dinghy and it would change with whatever the season was. So if it was coming up to Easter, it would be a giant rabbit. What? If it was coming up to Christmas, it would be like a Santa. Has anyone heard of this? Nobody knew who did it. This was when I was driving to and from Rutherford High School to um, when I was teaching there. So it would have been 88, 1988. Wow. Um, But... 
it was a huge mystery. Nobody knew who'd put it there, but it certainly entertained everyone as they uh, drove to and from work. That's, you know, that's just creepy. Does anyone else know about that? If you have, yeah. text us on 0490 That's in the Newcastle area, the uh, Hunter River. The dinghy in the middle of the, the Hunter River. The dinghy in the r- middle of the Hunter wow. River. Now, I've just got a little bit uh, extra news before we go to the next song. Did you know, well, of course you did, the Conjuring House is up for sale. <gasps> We were meant to go there, and now does that mean whoever buys it next, we're not going to be able to go? Oh, oh I don't know. No. Unless they, unless they reckon they can make money out of it, which is a possibility. But look, they would have to run a lot of ghost tours to recoup the one point two million dollars. It's a shack. It's a shack. It's not. Look, it's a, a wooden house. It's got nothing really like. It's nice. It's probably got a cellar. It's it's nice. <laughs> it's probably got an attic. I don't, what do you I don't want? think I don't think it's worth one point two million dollars. Um, it's got one and a half bathrooms, three bedrooms. How, do you, how do you have a half a bathroom? Was that half? <laughs> half a bathroom. How do you? Like, well, that's it? that's where you just have the toilet and a little sink rather than a whole bathroom, or it might be just a right. shower on its own. It's got part of a bathroom, right? And it sits on um, eight acres of spooky land. Um, I reckon that these people that owned this house would just have had a gutful of all the people coming no, around. I reckon what it is because I think they had bought it as a tourist attraction and they were renting it out to ghost hunters and. And the idea was like we were going to rent that for the night, and I think it was four hundred dollars for the night, mm. um, and that we would have access to it for I think it was up to eight people or something like that. But it was only going to be four, five of us, um, and that was the idea. But then COVID hit, oh, so right. they've probably had this mortgage, and they've not been able to afford to pay their mortgage because COVID's dried up everything. Mm. Well, the owners are Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. And uh, they purchased the property in 2019, right before COVID. Yep. And they say that they've had strange occurrences like doors opening and closing on their own footsteps, knocking and disembodied voices. And they said, uh, last night we had a black mist in one of the rooms. It looked like smoke. It'll gather in one area and then it will move. Somebody had a curry for dinner that night. Whoa. (laughs) You know what's going to happen, don't you? What? Zach is going to buy it. Zach Bacon's will buy it. He'll buy it. There'll be another museum coming up soon. Oh, no. But I I was like, because we've actually sat down with our calendar for next year and we've blocked out when we're going to go away because we've got all these credits for freaking airfares we've got to use. Mm. Um, And I was really hoping to go back there when we, we, because we're going to that area Mm. to spend the night and meet up with our friends that we were going to meet there. Bugger. Bugger. Mm. Now, before before we go to a song... Oh, weren't we going to announce what was happening yeah. on at the end of this month? Uh, next month? Yeah. In, 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 oh, okay, will, sorry. I'm just, just, just. Uh, last week, I did announce to uh, all of our uh, followers that um, those people who would share um, the live going out of the show would go into a draw to win a Spooky Sundays mug 
and uh, we had a look and put all the names into a little basket and the name that was drawn out was our beautiful Joe Ingram. Congratulations, Congratulations Joe. Congratulations, Joe. So we'll be in contact with you. Yes, and I do believe you've bought some of our merch, so I'm just going to pop that in with your merch and send it off that way. So Yay, thank you, Joe, thank for you, sharing Joe. and thank you to everyone else who shared the show and we'd really appreciate it because it just helps us and uh, it's a, a nice way to say thank you. We're enjoying the show and share it with everyone else. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. We have a huge announcement to make. We've got a big Halloween night coming up here at Newcastle Live Radio on the 31st of October. It's a Sunday night. Hallelujah. The yeah. gods and the stars aligned to give us Sunday night for Halloween. And we will be in the studio for a full four hours. Oh, my God. Four hours. We're going to need a bucket in here so I can go for a wee. And we are going to be uh, delivering lots of spooky stories, ghost stories. We're going to be doing shout-outs. We're going to be talking to some people from overseas. Uh, we are going to be doing lots of interesting things and having people in the studio. Studio and on the phone. And competitions. Competitions. We'll have it all. Uh, so get yourselves ready if you can't go out anywhere on Sunday, um, October the 31st, and who knows whether we will be able to or not. You can come in and listen to us for a full four hours from 8 p.m. till midnight. And we've got some great questions coming in. I love that Joe thinks that the necklace that's online there is protection against leprechauns. Ooh. <laughs> That's a good guess, Joe. Mm-hmm. I like it. If you want to have a guess, it is zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six to send me your answer. Shall we give someone a prize if they get it? Yes. Now, you can't do reverse searches using images because that's not fair, right? So you've got to have a guess at what this mysterious pendant um, will give you magically if you purchase it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what we'll do is we might have, um, what about a mug? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll give them one of our Frightfully Good mugs. If you're interested in buying some of our merch, it will be online tomorrow, frightfullygood.com. So, uh, yeah, we will um, get a mug to anyone who guesses what it is without mm-hmm. cheating. Mm-hmm. So we've got an Australian story, another one. Oh, there's and so this many ghosts. One, this one is interesting because it involves a UFO, <gasps> allegedly. Oh. And this one goes back to 1978, and it is the story of Frederick Valentich, who was an Australian pilot who disappeared while on a 125 nautical mile or 232 kilometre training flight in a Cessna light aircraft over Bass Strait on the evening of Saturday the 21st of October 1978. Oh, we were both alive then. Yes, we were. (laughs) So he was described as a flying saucer enthusiast. 
and 20-year-old Valentich informed Melbourne Air Traffic Control that he was being accompanied by an aircraft about 1,000 feet, 300 metres above him and that his engine had be begun running roughly before finally reporting... It's not an aircraft. There were belated reports of a UFO sighting in Australia on the night of the disappearance. However, the Associated Press reported that the Department of Transport was sceptical that a UFO was behind Valentich's disappearance and that some of their officials speculated that Valentich became disoriented and saw his own lights reflected in the water or lights from a nearby island while flying out. Upside down. Oh, the blood's rushed to his head. So who was Frederick Valentich? So he was um, a bloke. (laughs) (laughs) We are so full of information on this show. And he'd had about 150 total uh, flying hours under his belt and held a Class 4 instrument rating. Now, that authorised him to fly at night, but only with visual meteorological conditions. So he had twice applied to enlist in the Royal Australian Air Force but was rejected because of inadequate educational qualifications. He was a member of the RAAF Air Training Corps and determined to have a career in aviation. So Valentich was studying part-time to become a commercial pilot, but he had a poor achievement record, having twice failed all five commercial licence examination subjects. So one day he was flying at all. And as recently as a month before his disappearance, he failed three more commercial licence subjects. He had been involved in flying incidents, for example, straying into a controlled zone in Sydney for which he received a warning and twice deliberately flying into a cloud for which prosecution was being considered. Now, according to his father, Guido, Valentich was an ardent believer in UFOs and had been worried about being attacked by them. The destination of Valentich's final flight was King Island, but his motivation for the flight is unknown. He told flight officials he was going to King Island to pick up some friends. Some while... cheese. Some nice King Island cheese? Yeah. Oh, triple brie, please. So uh, he told others that he was going to pick up crayfish. Later investigations found... Both stated reasons were untrue. Valentich had also failed to inform King Island Airport of his intention to land there, going against standard procedure. That's naughty. What yes. if there wasn't a, a space for him to land? Mm. Oh, I don't know how many planes land on I'm King Island. I'm just saying, yeah. Renata, um, it's so wrong. He radioed Melbourne uh, Air Traffic Control at 7.06pm to report an unidentified flying object um, and he was told that no known traffic was at that level. So he could see a large unknown aircraft which appeared to be illuminated by four bright landing lights. He was un- unable to confirm its type but said it had passed about 1,000 feet or 300 metres overhead and was moving at high speed. Valentich then reported that the aircraft was approaching him from the east and said the other pilot might be purposely toying with him. Valentich said the aircraft was orbiting above him and that it had a shiny metal surface and a green light on it. So he further then said, I am having engine problems and it's not an aircraft. 
And cool. that's when his transmission was interrupted by unidentified noise, which was described as metallic scraping sounds, and then all contact was lost. <gasps> so they made a CNA search. I feel a probe coming on. They, they did a CNA search and they couldn't find anything. And actually, they didn't find anything for many, many, many years. Wow. Now, um, let me see. There are a number of different theories uh, about all of this that Valentich did um, you know, get discombobulated um, and couldn't work out whether he was up or down and literally crashed, um, that it was a staged disappearance and that the whole abduction thing was staged to go along with his belief about UFOs and that he was actually terrified about being um, uh, abducted by them. And it actually says to say Valentich was obsessed with UFOs would be putting it mildly. He wasn't just convinced of their existence. He also was convinced that they would soon attack Earth. So some believe he got too close to the truth and was abducted. While it may seem a bit well out of this world, eyewitnesses allege that something else was out there the night of his disappearance. One individual claimed to see a strange green light in the sky similar to the one noted by Valentich's transmission. It's got a green light and it's sort of metallic, like it's all shiny on the outside and it just shiny. vanished. I love shiny. You don't yeah. know if I like that sort of shiny though. Yeah, so like he was he was uh, an eager young pilot. He wanted to join the Air Force, couldn't pass the um, exams and, you know, a, a lot a lot of stuff actually kind of just disappeared about him. Many, many years later, there was apparently a, um, a farmer mm -hmm. that came out with this information that he saw something metallic with green lights in the sky. But this was many, many years afterwards, and this guy was supposed to be a eyewitness. And it only came out after Valentich's uh, disappearance. So they tried to find this farmer, and they couldn't find him. Mm -hmm. So he, he kind of didn't exist. He did, we, don't, we don't know um, whether he was actually someone who... Uh, existed at all. Now, the only thing they found from Valentich's aircraft was a piece of metal. 30 years later, it floated up. 30 years? It, it floated up um, uh, a, a long way away from where the he disappeared. And, uh, yeah, well, 30, 30 years. You 30 can imagine years, there would have been tidal shifts. And yep, 30 years later, this little bit of metal actually turned up and they agree that that uh, it could possibly have been from the Cessna that he was flying. Wow. But it, look, it could be anything. It could have been like a, another country that was uh, using experimental aircraft and they didn't want anyone to report on them, so they shot him down or, mm -hmm. or anything. Now, there is a, a little... Um, um, they, it's radio. They can't see yeah, your fingers, a little, Renata. <laughs> a little plaque <laughs> to this young man because he was quite young. Uh, and so where where he uh, disappeared, maybe it's his family that put this plaque up. Um, but it's a very interesting story. And we know that some of our listeners are very much UFO buffs. So I hope you enjoyed that as something a little bit different. Yeah, that was a great story. Mm. Oh, Haunted dolls and UFOs. Yeah. This is a really good. Now we've had lots of people who are starting to guess. 
um, what the answer to that question is for the go- uh, the gold, the green pendant. And if you want to have your guest to possibly win a mug, it is zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. Now, after this song, we are going to be talking about a um, a paranormal experience that somebody is going through now, and a, a possible paranormal problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did message us this afternoon asking for help, and we asked if we could have permission to do it on the show, and they have agreed. So we are going to be helping them live on the air with their paranormal question. Now, we we do quite often get calls for help, and we are always more than happy to help. People ask, is there any cost involved? And no, we are always happy to have a chat and try and help you out in some way or other. Now, this is a lovely lady called Rebecca, and she's out in the western suburbs. And um, this, this is her story, so I hope I don't butcher it. I'm writing, and I'm not sure if this is the right place to do so, but my house, things happen. I bought my house in 1999 when it came up for sale and I grew up only next door. I was a young 20-year-old at that time. My mum still lives next door. The house itself, I think, was built in the 1960s. I've renovated a few times since then and in the past I've seen some old news clippings in the bathroom walls from 1969. The house was the third, I think my mum said, on the street. So the original owner built the house and lived in the house while I was growing up. I know of a few family deaths along the way too. The owner's wife died in the house, my mum says. But as for details, I was too young at the time to remember. I grew up with the owners and we got along with them fine. I don't feel at all scared. It's just the way things are in my house. Every day since, uh, since one... Every, oh, ever since day one, sorry, Rebecca, I've always felt a little something. Touch someone sitting on the bed, seeing things, but I'm just passing them off like that happened. It's okay. It's nothing. I've been sleeping on my lounge, woke up, couldn't move, and seen a person that looked like my daughter in the room, but she was in bed asleep. There's a little boy we sometimes see. It's funny now, I have five kids and the youngest being three. So a few times my daughter has seen this blonde-headed boy and thought it was my three-year-old who would be in the next room. One of my other sons has got a video recording of something. He was home alone. I had to rush my middle son to hospital. So he was sitting watching TV and all of a sudden the phone made a sound just started beeping. He took his phone out and recorded. My kids say that they saw something on this recording, but I can't. Anyways, I'm a bit, I don't know if it's really happening. So the other day, we just finished a big renovation again. My daughter was in a room and she wasn't sleeping in her room. She says things happen. So we're in the process of moving her to another room, painting, etc., I had my three-year-old in the bath. My husband was moving her bed. This new front room was completely empty. I heard a noise in there. I thought something fell. I went in to see a camera that was in her cupboard on the shelf. The cupboard door was open. That's the way we left it. But this camera across the room on the floor. That's something I can't explain. I'm just writing to you to see what I should do. I really would like to find out more history. Whatever it is, it's not hurting anyone. I just really want to know if it is something or just my mind. Like I said, I have a husband and kids and each can tell a story. Can you help? 
Now, um, or ease my youngest daughter's mind that uh, the things she thinks she's seeing isn't happening. I'm still not sure about any of this. I hope this message gets to the right people. Thank you. God bless. So there you go, Renata. Mm. Interesting. And it's very similar to many of the requests we do get over over the years um, where... Look, it's a little bit of information we would have to tease out more and it's really hard to put what you everything in like a, a message. Yeah. yeah, and I've got it a little bit more here. She's just added yep. a bit more. Uh, never have we felt scared. Uh, just talking with my 21-year-old last night, early this morning she was saying she thought she heard footsteps in the room above her about 2am, followed by the cats in her room acting weird. The room above her is now the empty room. We have just moved the 10-year-old out of because she felt so uncomfortable. So it was totally empty. We are currently going through scenarios to debunk and or and all that sort of thing. Uh, let me get down. She says again, saying she saw the blurry thing walk through her room. My 21-year-old is in the the downstairs room out the back, um, newly renovated. Originally, the house was so small. Um, just this blurry figure that seems to walk past her bed. It's not bothering them. Um, I, I think I've got all of that now. Mm. Well, the first thing is that you've just renovated and renovations tend to bring up not only dust and old carpet, but ghosts as well. And it is the movement of the original footprint of the house and the changes that are made that sometimes create a little bit of a disturbance in the energy that sits within the house. And it'd be like you coming into a home um and going, what in the hell's going on here? What what are these people doing moving things around and moving walls around and all of these things? They're, they're moving my house. They're moving the things that were always in one spot. So you've got the energies um, or the, the owners or people who used to live in the house um, that had a really great and wonderful time there and uh, laid down a lot of memories. And all of that has now been shifted and moved around and kind of put back into um the house itself and uh, while you are renovating and while you are doing all of these shifts and moves the likelihood is that you'll still get a few things going on once things resettle and get into a sense of this is the way it is uh, you will probably find that things settle back down again Um, it seems to me to be a bit residual yeah I was going to say it sounds like it's a residual so Residual energies tend to um, enliven when there is a a lot of spirit, a lot of energy in the house. Um, And if there is nothing sort of going on, then it can sometimes be very, very quiet and these energies really don't come up very often at all. But you've got some great children uh, that are running around and there's a lot of great energy in the house and you know if if there were children in the house prior to you they could really feel this connection with them and kids are awesome when it comes to feeling spirits and and uh, and ghosts around them Um, you know they know when there's something there so I I would absolutely uh, believe your kids but if 
something untoward was going on, it would happen by now. And you would, as a mother, have a gut instinct yeah, it, about it that? It would really happen by now. Um, the likelihood of any sort of energy changing um, and turning into something that you're not happy with is highly unlikely highly unlikely at this point in time and um, the more though that you worry about it the more you're actually putting in um, a, a sense of fear into something that shouldn't be fearful. And it sounds to me like your 10-year-old might be the one who is sensitive in this area because she was the one that had to be moved from her bedroom because she wasn't happy there. Mm. So just be careful not to feed into her fears about this. Um, if you explain to her that it's uh, it's like a video recording that's just being replayed, like when you video someone and you play it back, you can't talk to that person in the video. You can't touch them. You can't them. They're not aware that you're watching it. It's just a replay and that's what a residual haunting is it's something that used to happen in that house very often so that mist form or shadow form that you're seeing is probably just the people who were there before it's a recording of them playing uh, walking through somewhere right so it's just the other thing you mentioned was um, not being able to move you were having a lie down mm -hmm. look into sleep paralysis on that that's where your your brain doesn't quite wake up out of your sleep and you you can't move and you're not quite awake you're still partially in dreams and you have that bit of a panic moment um, that to me sounded like that could have been a case of that but mm. they do call it old hag syndrome or that's a scary know, name <laughs> yeah or they can call it things like um, incubus and succubus no, and all of these not, things no, but it's it's not. They're it's old not. names um, that were given to this when people really didn't know any better. Yeah, it was um, actually back in the Middle Ages to yes, explain why yeah. men were having wet dreams. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, so look, I think that you're fine. Everything's cool. It will settle back down again once the renovations are finished. You did say to begin with that you got on with the family really, really well. They're probably loving the fact that. Yeah. You're there and they that you're would. now taking care of the house. And your kids are there. They've watched yeah. you grow up and now your kids are there and they're going to watch them grow up. Yeah. And look, I don't know what there is about apples that say that talk to me when you're talking, something okay. about apples, whether it's um, there's an apple tree in the backyard or you... Um, uh, you cook a lot and it's the smell of um, beautiful homemade apple pie or something, but there's some some connection with apples um, when we're going through this. So let, let us know whether that makes any sense for you. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And you're back with Anne and Renata on Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Now we're on to Spooky Chat, mm -hmm. and uh, we used to call it Paranormal Q&A, but we're going for Spooky Chat now. I think that sounds a little bit more interesting than Paranormal Q&A. Uh, our first question is from Deborah Ann. Uh, good evening, ladies. Would you visit Zach Baggins Museum? Yeah. 
Yes. Of course I would, because it means I would have gotten a plane and gone to America. And that would make <laughs> me very happy. <laughs> and I'd need a, um, a uh, thing for my fridge. Oh, a magnet. magnet. A magnet <laughs> with Zach's face on it. You can go and put it on the Kevorkian um, combi that he's got in there. <laughs> um, oh, we've got some great questions that are coming up. Uh, sorry, great responses for uh, the guests on the Green Pendant. Don't forget, if you want to have a guess, now the answer is going to be coming up after the news after 9pm. So you've got to get your guess in now. You could win a frightfully good mug. <laughs> With our mug it's on a it, price of a lifetime. Am I right? Uh, their phone, the text number is zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. Use your intuition and work out what this pendant's magic is. Now we do have a question here for you. What herbs can I use for candle protections? Now it's with candles, it's mm. not just herbs; it's the colour as well, isn't mm, it? Yes, and also um, uh, the, the oil that you anoint it with mm. um, this this is actually Christie's spells and spirits zone this mm. but you can look you can use almost anything um, you it's can, the intention yeah, as well uh, you can use just a plain white candle and if you sit there in front of it and, and sort of meditate and, and put that intention out that what you're after is protection um, and that you sort of want um, peace and, and quietness whatever it might be um, protection for yourself or for your family um, it, it is all about putting that energy into the space but you can certainly uh, anoint it with certain oils rub that into the um, candle itself and and then kind of press some herbs well that's what we did we we, yeah. we actually made a uh, a candle for prosperity mm-hmm. uh, for both of us and uh, we I had some oil that I'd bought from Etsy, as you do, which was a, a, a prosperity oil, and mm-hmm. I rubbed it all over the candle, and then I got some different herbs. Herbs, um, and some as the Americans say. They were the ones that you put on incense burners, and uh, I think there was sort of like um, uh, wisdom and uh, prosperity and uh, protection, and I, I sort of rubbed it all over the candle. We rolled it, we sprinkled glitter on it. Because <laughs> everything's better with gl- that's, glitter. That's right, and then we lit it. And that was that was all with the intention that we did, and it was great. So. But use some crushed sage, use some lavender if you so wish. Um, you can use a little bit of frankincense resin in there. You can crush it all up and uh, roll your candle in that. Um, frankincense and myrrh, um, but that will do. Sage is sage is a good one to stick with. You can use some mugwort if you so wish. But crush it all up, roll your candle in that, and uh, away you go. Uh, and all right, now we've got another question here. And this is a great question considering the private case that we just had, uh, that we read out. Uh, hi, ladies. Robert White here. Hello, Robert. How Hello, are Robert. you? I think you gals are awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, we'll pay you later. Uh, how long do spirits haunt a location? Is it generational or until they get to pass over? Great question. Great question. I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> Well, look, I'll, I'll put my spin on it. Okay. How long do uh, ghosts haunt a location of spirits? Uh, I think while people are still talking about them and reliving their stories and their memories, then they will be around to listen to them. And yeah. that feeds energy into 
those particular entities. So the the well-known haunted locations, if people keep talking about it, they're still going to be there or they end up creating them. That's true. If you think about the Tower of London and, and some of the ghosts that are still allegedly haunting that, that's a couple of hundred years, but people are telling that story all the time. But also think of loved ones. If you yep. are um, grieving so hugely and your your loved ones that have passed over are going to stay nearby to make sure you're okay for mm-hmm. as long as you need them. Not always, but I think they'll stay with you until they know that you're okay to keep going without them and that lets them move on as well. Mm-hmm. That's just my two cents. Mm, yeah. Um, I think that's a story or a question that everyone would have a different answer to. Yeah, this is Depending true. on who you are ask and what their belief system about that is. Yeah. And we had one more, just a quick one from, oh, I've lost it now. Um, I think it was Karen who wanted to know the best way to sage your house. If you've got two floors, should you go from the top down? Um, my my thing is I start in the corner of the house uh, where there's no exits and I sort of heard it. I heard the energy. I waft <laughs> the smoke and I say, be gone, negativity. So I always talk out loud and um, then I waft it towards the door that I've left open and I go through all the house and just waft it out the door and say, be gone. I don't want your negativity here no more. And then the poor old husband stumbles out over the front step. No. Um, <laughs> it's, it's basically... Basically, uh, doorway to doorway. So if you've got an upstairs area that has a doorway, only one doorway, uh, then you'd go to the opposite side and literally go through those top rooms until you get to the doorway or you might have a, a sliding door to a veranda or whatever and sort of head out that way and then you'd move down the stairs with your sage and virtually go from um, back door to front door, front door to back door do whatever you like you and know, again, it's uh, it's the intention And as for frequency, you do it as, as often as you want to, you don't need to do it every day or even every week or maybe not even every month but if you've had a, a bit of a rough trot By doing something like this, you are doing a positive action and that in itself will change your mindset. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back, everyone, for our second hour. And your hosts, Anne and Renata, are here with your favourite segment now, Anne's Trash and Treasure. Oh, yes. Now, I'm going to read out some of our suggestions here for what this green, gorgeous green pendant might be. And then, Renata, I'm going to ask you what you think it might be all about. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so we have, uh, see, Joe thinks it could be a necklace for protection against Leprechauns. Um, 
Renee thinks it's a pendant containing a ghost husband to marry you. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniela has a beautiful one. Wow. Uh, the emerald is the Mayfair emerald and has the spirit of Lasher attached to it for all of his beautiful Mayfair witches. Ooh. Oh, Daniela, I like your story. Um, does the necklace allow the wearer to call the spirits of Christmas past? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got an image in my head of someone holding it and going into a trance state and having visions. That was Joanne. Oh, guys, you guys have got some really good stories here. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Uh, Jenny P says the necklace pendant to uh, ward off ogres. I nearly read that as orgies. But to, to pendant to ward off ogres and trolls. Um, then we've got Karen who said it's green pendant, uh, green with envy that you're wearing it. Oh, that's perfect. Awesome. Um, Janet said uh, green's for good luck, so maybe it brings the wearer everything they desire. Mm. Now, Renata, what do you think it's all about? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. I think it was spat out by a dinosaur. Dinosaur uh, poop. Dinosaur poop. And um, it is some magical thing that you put in and it opens a portal. No. Portaloo. Portal. Um, sadly, Portaloo. nobody's no? even come close. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I can hardly wait. Well, let hear. me t- tell you first okay. that it's on eBay and it's going for 195.69 US dollars. Mm-hmm. So does the 69 give you a hint? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. That's approximately $270. All right. Uh, now the heading is XXX hundred times sexual power. Ruhani attract your dream boy emerald stone pendant. Okay, you're not gonna say the P word again, are you? Paranormal. <laughs> With respect, oh, now once again, ladies and gents, this is where I read it as is. So don't blame me for the English if we happen to get some in there. Um, these people spend a lot of time writing these stories out. And uh, this is where we decide, is this trash or is this treasure? Because uh, Renata's playing with knobs on there. She doesn't realise that actually affects what the people hear, not what we hear. <laughs> I'm smacking a wrist. Anyway, let me get on my story. With respect to's clear and stated policy about metaphysical items, I wish to clearly disclose that all of the information I am sharing with you are not statements of any kind of specificity and or guarantee to cause an effect. I'm sharing with you my own professional and personal assessment and experiences with this rare offering. All items are being sold strictly as jewellery. All paranormal properties listed are my own professionally trained interpretation on wearing the Kama Sutra locket Kama Sutra locket Kama Sutra locket locket. Well, I haven't got hold of it to be able to see if I can pull it apart there is an extraordinary power in you which brings more fun than ever before when you have a physical connection After wearing one, there is a dazzling light on your face, after which people around you will become more impressed than you. (laughs) They're going to become more impressed than you Um, and attracted towards you. Yes. Whatever girl you want, it will gradually become more attracted to you. This locket sages were proved by the mantras. 
I don't even know what that means. Right. Okay. Okay. The reason for building this locket is to remove the frustration of those people who cannot express their love due to their lack of confidence and not to get the pleasure of living. The energies contained within the amulet originate in modern Illuminati magic. For hundreds of years, the Illuminati have created the world's foremost dynamic magical theory. They'll be ringing the station. You they know will. that. You've no, mentioned no. that word. I oh, know. That's it. We're exposed now. The government's coming for us. <laughs> Haven't you ever wondered how those in the world's secret society, societies have have it all? No. The money, cars, <laughs> women, the lifestyle, their magic is their secret, and we have harnessed it within this amulet. Can't believe this is all for $195.69. Yeah. Oh, no. Listen, we are all human. We are at our base animals. We have carnal, animal, aggressive sexual desires. <laughs> Largely due to religion and societal beliefs, pressures, sex has been considered taboo. (laughs) It's not something we're supposed to talk about, never mind put on eBay. I mean, let alone explore. Those days are over. The people that you look at, that you deeply desire, and with and wish you could experience sexually, they want the same things that you do, but nobody talks about it. There are too many fears, too many possibilities, the possibility of awkwardness, of rejection. With this amulet, she's getting too excited. I about do. This. You're really, oh, I love I'm reading just hold, this. Just hold, hold it back. Hold it back. No, no, just, 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 don't ruin my space, okay? okay I'd never break into your conversations at all, would I? <laughs> I don't talk about sex so much. Penis. <laughs> With this amulet in your possession, all of that will be swept aside. With this amazing amulet, you will be able to seduce anybody you desire simply by being in their presence with this amulet. Hear their thoughts about you. Hear what is true and what is a lie. Listen and achieve. Just imagine the possibilities. Oh, I'm imagining, all right. And don't worry, there's more. Do you wish to become a sex god? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying keep this locket out of my house. To conquer all that you desire with ease? This amulet creates a magnetism effect that nobody will be able to say no to. Those you desire will be drunk with desire for you. They will become 100% fixated on their only goal to make wild, passionate love to you as quickly as possible. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Sounds too good to be true. (laughs) Yes. I get that a lot, and I expect it. I know that my work seems a bit odd, a bit pie in the sky, and sounds like it's too good to be real. That is why all of my items come with a no-nonsense, no-loopholes, money-back guarantee. I bet you can never find them after you've bought this thing. Or they just say, just wait a week longer, wait another month, and they wait here out of that three months and that's it. Hang on, I'll keep going. There's more. I will always treat you with professionalism and love. Maybe that they fall in love with them. Helping to guide you to your ultimate conquest. Simply put, if it's not all that I'm claiming it to be, send it back. 
I'll even pay for the return shipment. That's how confident I am in our powers. That is now in capital letters. No one will be able to resist. Anyone you want is yours immediately for as long as you wish. Exclamation mark A. Seriously, there's an exclamation mark and then the letter A. A? A? <laughs> that might be New Zealanders, A? With these powers, you can seduce anyone at any time. Bend them to your will and rule as master. You have wanted these powers for a long time and this is your opportunity to have them. No lover you desire may resist. They will all gladly serve you in any way you imagine. I'm going to run out of time. I'm almost there. Oh, your dreams are a reality. True love, submission, dominance. These are choices of yours ensuring best sexual experience every time. <laughs> you will truly become a sex god or goddess. It works just as well for men or women. The secondary effects of this piece are improvements in your confidence, charm, charisma, poise. The way you carry yourself will improve immediately. Oh my you God. will have well it is $195.96. Uh. You will have an indescribable presence, an aura. You will have that it factor that you've seen so many other charming magnetic men and women have. The amulet will also grant you infinite energy, stamina, and control to go for as long or as shortly as you like in bed. Have as many orgasms as you wish with no recovery time. Alter your endowments for man or woman in any way you wish. So you can get bigger or smaller as well, apparently. Nearly there. Do you wish to seduce anyone you desire and have the powers of a sex god slash goddess? This is your chance to try something new and invite the power of advanced serious professional magic into your life god bless you the end oh i think i need a cigarette yeah. <laughs> would so, you buy one of those no no i don't want that much action in my house thank you i'm getting too old for that sort of yeah dried up and disinterested as we say at our old age <laughs> Sorry, Roman. Do love you. <laughs> uh, um, now, the, the thing is, do we think it's paranormal trash or treasure? Well, I'd like everyone to go to the Newcastle Live Radio um, Facebook page and have a look at that gorgeous green gem and um, put down what you think, whether it is trash or treasure. Well, so I think it would have the effect on the person that if they were having issues in that area and they brought that and they did believe in it and they wore it, then they would assume that they now have more confidence and therefore would go around in life with more confidence. I cannot see that hanging off a man's neck. Well, if he tucked it down under his shirt. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, let's get on to the weird stories. Mm. But is it trash or treasure? Oh, um, Shall we leave it up to our listeners? Yeah, I, I would pretty much say it's trash. But <laughs> um, I, I, I think that it could have an effect on you if you believed it was real mm-hmm. because that's a psychosomatic thing. You talk yourself into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it... it is imbued with magical properties. Mm-hmm. I can't say. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it or touched it, and I am an expert in that area. You are. I d- d- dangle it near Roman and see what happened. Yeah. I reckon we'd know pretty you quick. Don't, you don't need to dangle anything near that man. No, it frightened Renata today. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he had no clothes on when he came into our room to work. And uh, no, he, sorry, he had tracky decks on. Anyway, let us talk about. My weird story of the week. Yes, please. Now, Renata, mm-hmm. 
Would you wear a snake's head around your neck on a chain and would you kiss it for good luck? Absolutely not. Well, let me tell you about this gorgeous Jamaican dance hall artist and actress who supposedly, allegedly, had a spell placed on her by a rival performer by wearing the head of a snake around her neck for spiritual protection, right? That didn't quite make sense. But this rival performance put a a curse or something on her. Mm -hmm. So she's overcome the spell by wearing this snake's head around her neck. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you why. So it says, while the average person would run away at breakneck speed away from a rattlesnake, rattlesnake? (laughs) What the hell's a rattlesnake? A rattlesnake? Sophia Romano has no fear. For the past few years, a dance hall artist and actress has been wearing the head of a snake around her neck for spiritual protection and during the interview she paused to kiss the mouth of the dead serpent (laughs) (laughs) so she said that the reptile was instrumental in delivering her from a spell that was allegedly cast on her she said that the Doctors couldn't cure her after she got sick and Mm -hmm. that she had to drink the venom of a snake in order to live. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it's going to get really interesting because... It's not interesting yet? No. No, it's going to be my performance that's going to be interesting to see because it's all about me. Um, They've written it in like she's speaking with a Jamaican accent, so which means that means I'm going to have to have a go at... uh, Yo! <laughs> Yo! Well, Y O W. How was it? Yo! <laughs> Is an artist where me look up to enough, but after female come near me, me head just raised big, sir, and is like me got in a one different space. So apparently that translates. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we start laughing now. I'm only a little bit into it. She was an artist that she looked up to, but after she came near me, my head became swollen and I felt like I went into another realm. Uh-huh. That's what that was. Right, okay. Me go on stage and me couldn't sing. It was like me tongue got get heavy. She kind of, I don't know if that was <laughs> Japanese or what that was. I love doing accents. North, North English, I Okay. The giggles are setting in. Right. Uh, Sophia Romano said that she felt fell gravely ill and was at death's door. She said that her life was spared after she connected with her ancestors in a vision. Me grow up in church around positive people. So me never believe in certain things. I feel like it's, this is Norfolk Island I'm speaking when Liz is talking in Norfolk. Yes, yes. Uh, but, but my ancestors in a dream had to grab me up and teach me some things and let me know Sammy had have to go find a rattlesnake to protect me, she said. The monitor singer said that, she, that during her ordeal she suffered from dizzy spells, fever and weight loss. Weight loss? Hang on. Did she say weight loss? Anyway, me body felt hot like it dip on fire and me dizzy like crazy. Stop it! Fat, fat me get down, mugger, mugger. Stop it! She's saying I went from fat to thin. Me faint and wake up in a hospital and at point in time, <laughs> Dr. Demma wonder if a lupus me have. <laughs> 
but the blood work never showed that, she said. Um, it was then that Safira Mono decided she would heed the instructions of her ancestors, and she told the Weekend Star, which is which his article comes from, mm-hmm. that she journeyed into the desert in California to find rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, rolling up a sleeve, she pointed toward a mark and a swelling on her left arm which she said was caused from a bite by one of the snakes, which are considered venomous. Mm -hmm. Experts say that it can be very dangerous if one is bitten by a rattlesnake, but that the the snake's bite is very rarely fatal. Safira Mono said that she was unfazed during her quest to capture the reptile. Anyone who follows me knows that I am always focused on wildlife because I am a maroon, which means that I am very strong on my African heritage. I had to go on a spiritual journey before I went in the desert. The head that I have around me neck belongs to the 13th one that I catch. I had to drink its venom in a juice with rum in order to save my life because the doctors couldn't cure me because they didn't know what was wrong with me. Now healthy, she's back in studio and she's exploring the topic of witchcraft in her latest single titled Turn Back Blow. There's a few little red flags in there for me. I like that she had to wash down the venom with gin. (laughs) Not gin, so rum. Rum. So we've actually made a bit of a cocktail out of it by the sounds of that, a rum cocktail. And she just happens to be doing um, a a song about witchcraft that seems Mm. to be getting her into Mm. the news with this particular story. Mm. So I did actually find it in the Fortean Times and then I looked it up and found it in a few places elsewhere as well. I think that's genius and people have been saying stop with the Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Now, this is um, uh, we do have the chance to do a couple of tarot or naughty and nice oracle card readings at the end of the show. So, if you'd like to ask a question, if you've got a burning desire, burning question to ask, it is 0490 Text in your question. You might be lucky enough to get a reading. Now, we normally have our magical. Christy, Christy's magical moments, but she's not well tonight. I know. The, the retrograde has gotten to her. We'll have to dock her pay. The retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> pay it out of you our pay. You can't do a minus on a minus. Um, the retrograde has gotten to her. 
and she is suffering from a magical headache. A magical migraine. A magical migraine. She needs to burn some stuff to get rid of that. I know. So we were going to have the delightful Christy in this evening to talk about Mercury in Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) And every time we turn around, bloody Mercury seems to be in retrograde, doesn't it? Yeah. And and when when things are going wrong, we go, hang on, is Mercury in retrograde? Sure enough. Because that's a really good thing to blame, isn't it? It's yep. the stars. Spiritual bypassing. Yes. So starting tomorrow and ending on October the 18th, Mercury indeed is in retrograde, which means it's 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 going backwards. Right. Which, don't ask me how that works, but yeah, whatever. And it screws up <clears throat> communication, also electrical appliances, all things verbal, written, um, travel and transportation all have the potential to break down. So the suggestion is until October the 18th, don't touch anything, don't press any buttons and don't go anywhere. And it's really important that if you are sending text to people that you use emojis so that they understand how you are saying it. Because sometimes when you look at text and you read it, if you're in a bad mood, you're going to put a negative swing onto it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're in a good mood, you might put a positive um, swing onto it. So if if you use an emoji, people will know for sure whether it's a happy or a a cranky text or sexy Mm -hmm. text or an eggplant or whatever. And um, my suggestion is also read it. Bef- again before you send it so yeah. write it read it and then read it again and, and then, then think it. about it yes. think do you really want to say that because if if it is something that's might be a little bit negative it's going to blow up in your face mm. big time so while it's not an ideal time to sign contracts and most likely you've already blown up your computer and printer and you're in a verbal argument over everything um, yeah just just make sure that you always check everything before you send it don't sign anything before uh, you get someone to look at it for you properly and talk you through it again Um, and yeah we're in mercury retrograde while we can all take shelter and bunker down with tinfoil hats and believe you me i have one at home we can also focus on the positives and what this brings up that needs healing oh thank you christy we all need healing continuously don't we we're just wrecks Yep. And we just need healing. Yep, We're we, a blubbering mess of insecurities, aren't yep. we? This human little condition we have. Mm-hmm. We can utilise this time to focus on the retrogrades. Ours. Ours. In the Caribbean and some rum. So the first one is redo. Use this time to do over some things that will f- uh, progress you further. Revisit. You may find past issues come up for healing. Sit with it, acknowledge it, and let it go. Stick it with a pin and stick it in the garbage. That's what I say. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Realise. That's another Mercury retrograde R. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's just planets messing with your mojo. And reassess. Another R, great time to stop and reassess, reread any documents or contracts, uh, and assess what you need to let go of in your life. Reconsider, take everything said and done with a grain of salt, sit and meditate for the right answers, and reconcile. Remember, Mercury retrograde is communication mishaps. 
Try to remember this when no one is making sense, when words are misconstrued. Don't take it personal, hold grudges or cut ties unless, of course, it's completely crossed your boundaries. And reflect. Slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. Mulling's over. Remember, there's always consequences for actions and no actions. Let things simmer and try and see where each decision will lead you. And that's from our delightful Christy at Spells and Spirits. When does it come out of retrograde? 18th of October. Isn't that supposed to be Freedom Day? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's when we hit 80%. Well, they're saying there is no Freedom Day, no such thing as Freedom Day, but I think we'll all be cheering once we hit that 80% that mark. That is such a long time away. That's three weeks. Hey, look, it could be worse. It could be three months. And they're saying that the 11th of October is when we're going to hit the 70%, and it's only one week after that till we hit the 80%, because it's all going to snowball now. But I know that somebody's birthday is coming up on the 12th of October. Oh, I wonder whose that is. Mm. It's not making it work on a birthday too. <laughs> but cheers to dear Christy. We do hope that that migraine lifts by the 18th of October. You might have to hang on to it for the whole retrograde. Oh, don't be so horrible and wish that upon her. <laughs> no, absolutely Jeez. not. Absolutely not. Our Christy works very, very hard. Um, and so sending love love and kisses and hugs and love and light. Love and light and fluffy way. bunnies. Uh, so if you want to get in, in touch with Christy, um, not tonight, please, at Spells and Spirits, just head to spellsandspirits.com on Facebook or the interwebs and she has some great things in store at the moment for you to buy, all magical and fluffy and all fantastic. I had a little bit of excitement on the weekend. Oh, did Yes. Did you? I did. Oh. It's something I can talk about on what? air too. Mm, yes. <laughs> this weekend, my son was meant to get married mm-hmm. and they postponed the wedding because uh, they knew that they had people that had to fly into state and they didn't think we were going to be able to lock down by then. So they made the deci- decision probably six weeks ago to postpone the wedding, but it was still sort of a, a sad time because it was the day that, um, they had been planning for mm-hmm. and yeah. they were going to get married on the Friday with a celebrant yeah. in the park so yeah. that the uh, granddad who's now 88 could go and watch yeah. and then they were going to have a big party the next day up on a friend's farm and um, a friend was going to do another marriage ceremony um, and it would all be a bit of fun and to have picnics and so a little bit of a sad time that it wasn't going to happen but they decided that they would do a commitment ceremony anyway yes. and they They set up their laptop and they streamed it live to whoever wanted to watch, Mm -hmm. which was basically Sarah's mum and her sister and um, myself, Roman, Hannah and uh, all the kids and Jake. And we all watched as they had this little ceremony together and the, the weather was just perfect. The light in the sky was gorgeous and they said words to each other and they put their rings on and they kissed each other and as far as we're concerned in our eyes they are married Mm -hmm. so it was just taking something that was going to be such a sad day and made it into something truly beautiful so when they get married now which they've postponed it to March um, it's just going to be signing the papers that's all it's going to be Mm -hmm. just to to make it legal but in our eyes we've got a Mrs. Rekovic in the world so welcome Mrs. Rekovic to the Rekovic family because there's not many of us out there no no they are not it's a dying breed and 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 yes. it was Miss Charlotte's birthday. She turned four, my granddaughter. Oh. Oh. 
So, yeah, she wanted a pink dinosaur for her birthday. Do you know how hard it is to find a pink dinosaur? Oh, a pink dinosaur. A pink dinosaur. Right, okay. So I actually found one in England mm-hmm. and I <laughs> shipped out and it's a very sparkly, shiny one. And it was actually really quite cheap, so I did quite well out of it. Oh, she was wow. very happy because she got a pink dinosaur. Awesome. Now, um, we've got a couple of things coming up. Like I said, uh, we do have a big show coming up on October the 31st. We're going to be in studio from 8pm till midnight um, with some guests, with some information um, coming through lots of ghost stories um, but it's an opportunity for you guys if you have a paranormal team or a ghost hunting team and you want to shout out um, or you want to share a story or um, just anything special shout out for yourself give a plug give a plug to your team or, to or what you do for the paranormal community you yeah. might have a special area that you work in I know that like Pete has her appy team and they run ghost tours and we've got um, the girls down in South, South Australia they run ghost tours we've got Charmaine in Tasmania we'll give everyone a shout out because let's face it we've all had no work on and this would be a great time we're going to be relaunching we'll all be out there working again and be a nice time to give them a bit of a a foot up yes and of course once the first of october hits we are also going to be taking our strides every day in the one foot forward challenge for mental health and ann and i have a team just the two of us two of us we're one big team and um we will be advertising that throughout october if anyone wants to add to donate to our little cause uh, yep donate to our little cause last few minutes before we finish up for the evening and just another announcement next weekend one of our gorgeous fr- gorgeous friends or oh, more than just one a few of our gorgeous friends have organized a paranormal with purpose online event and it's also a charity event and this is um, really supporting uh, cancer Yep. Well, not supporting cancer, but supporting... Fighting cancer. Fighting cancer, that's correct. So they are doing an eight-hour charity event with different speakers from all different walks of the paranormal community. And uh, you can join in and watch. And I'm not sure what the donation is to join in, um, but they are raising money to uh, uh, research what cancer is all about and to fight it. I know that uh, some of the people involved in this have had big battles with cancer and family members recently. Mm -hmm. But if you would like to know more about it, uh, head to what's it? Paranormal with Purpose, it's called. It's being run by Adelaide Haunted Horizons and um, Appy. Appy ghost hunts um, in Sydney and uh, they have all um, lost family members through cancer. We're actually going to be on that as well. We think we're on at midday. Mm -hmm. We've been invited to speak and we're going to be talking about paranormal technology Mm -hmm. uh, and the correct use thereof and I might be having a tantrum or two. Uh, But yeah, head over to there, support the event um, and uh, we will be part of that as well as a charity event. Now, we decided that we might do something a little bit different with the cards tonight. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a general reading for everyone out there. So you think of a number, one, two or three, and we are going to have little piles of cards here. Now, we are going to be reading from the frightfully good Naughty Nice Oracle cards, which are a little bit naughty and a little bit nice and very blunt. Mm -hmm. And Renata 
has also her the Rider Weight Tarot deck that she is going to be reading from. Now she's a very gifted, talented, medium psychic tarot reader. And, reader. and um, that's the English. It's a, a Jamaican English. You still got me. Uh, and I read the oracle cards with no skill whatsoever, and I do like it to make it up. So Renata's just taking a photo of it. But just think in your head now the question that you would like to ask. What if you had one question you could ask the gods to help you on your journey in life right now, what would that question be? So ask it in your head and then think one, two or three. Which number are you drawn to? One, two or or three. Now, the first number you thought of is the one that you are going to stick with. You are not going to go two. Oh, no, 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 I'm going to do three. Yeah, don't, oh, don't go no, maybe one. your mind. It's the one that pops into your mind first, okay, guys? Mm-hmm. Because then what happens is our monkey mind steps in and tries to second guess and then you get worried and then you you choose a different number and then when you don't like the reading for that card, you go, oh, I knew it was meant to be the other one. Um, and that's a bit of bypassing going on. Mm-hmm. So Now, if you want to be really responsible... Um Text us your number. Text the number that you've chosen to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. That way you cannot change it. Yep, that's a commitment. Mm-hmm. So zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. Now Renata's got card number one. All right. So if you did choose number one, you have the hanged man. Sorry, uh, it means that um, the answers are still to be found. You have to really just hang on in there literally and look at things from a bit of a different perspective. You can be quite stubborn, you know, and sometimes it's very, very hard to get you to change your mind. Um, Yeah, but... Yeah, look at things from a bit of a different perspective. Hang in there. Okay, and the naughty nice cards are saying, why don't you ask your spirit guides for some help on this one? It's out of my, my depth. I can't help you on this. So you should actually ask your guides and they will actually nudge you in the right direction and give you an inkling on what you need to do. So stop asking your friends. They don't have the answers. Ask the spirit guides. Yeah, and we're getting some great um, The texts replies. are coming through. The texts are coming through. So well done. I'm really glad that you guys are making that commitment. Now, if you have a number two or you have chosen and number, number two, two is very popular. And yeah, it look, it's the nine of swords. I think you are worrying about nothing. So this is the this is the complex worry card. This is the self-imposed nightmares card. You are so overthinking things, you are so in the middle of your little shite storm that you are so overthinking things and you cannot clear your mind so the best thing to do is get a good night's sleep um, maybe a tablet or something or a nice <laughs> a nice drinky poo yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> we're, now, we're saying drugs and alcohol yes. no we're not we are got to be quick we don't have much yep, time yep, left yep, yep, okay and my card is saying put yourself first for a change you're putting every other bugger other than you first and you need to put yourself first first so that you can be the best that you can be to help others true 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 now number three if you chose number three it's the fool card it is the time for 
the embarking on a new journey. But you must do this with a great leap of faith. You may not know all the answers to what you are about to do, but it's still time to do it. Go forth and be prosperous, people. Oh, and we've got Bonnie Ann's card to finish up on. Are you one of these people that keeps saying, oh, sorry, 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 oh, sorry, and you've actually done nothing wrong? Stop apologising. There's just draw that back in. You don't need to take responsibility for the stuff-ups of other people's actions. Stop apologising. You did nothing wrong. You are freaking awesome. I think that's it. We've got to get to the end of the show because we've got to go to the news. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. It's been a great show. I've had a good laugh. Have you had a laugh, Renata? It's been fantastic. And thank you all for um, sending in uh, all of those messages and everything. It just means the world to us. Uh, And we've got another dragons. Oh, no. We had the soup dragons, but now we've got... I chose the music tonight. We've got Imagine Dragons with Demons. Nighty nights, everyone. Good night. See you on the dark side.